And it's evening time and time for 20 Minutes with Steve, with your host, Steven Sirsky. <laughs> Final Cut Pro and Logic now for the iPad. Are Xiaomi phones uh, any good and are they worth it? Or just get an iPhone. Maybe make your movie 2023 continues, newsletter out, a different approach to working out every day or every other day. Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you folks are doing well. Canadian expat in Beijing, China is what I am. And I do this uh, podcast every single uh, Monday to Friday, I guess it is. Yeah, it's, I was going to say every workday, but that's not true because uh, Canada, China has a different work schedule than, um, well, the, the rest of the world sort of thing. Uh, and... Um, I publish this on uh, all of uh, Spotify and Google, all the uh, the major streamers, and also uh, archive everything up on my website, stephenserski.com, which is where you can find um, archives going back at least, well, until August 2021, I think is when I started archiving this, the MP3s on my website. Before that, oh, you'd have to dig through SoundCloud and Podbean, I think was the other one that I was... Uh, uh, hosting them on. Uh, I have since I do have those files somewhere, but I haven't bothered uploading them to my website. I figured they're kind of old and yeah, I don't know. Even some of these older um, podcasts I might uh, take down. I I don't know. I, I like having a reference uh, just in case one of these uh, streamers seems to have a the idea that they don't want to host my stuff anymore. I just make sure I have it uh, backed up uh, other places. So, but that's on me. That's not on them. Oh goodness, right. Uh, and how is it? How is it sounding? Because uh, yesterday, so I am recording on my old old phone, the one that I started this uh, uh, podcast on. Um, I was trying out different methods of extracting audio from the video on my iPad, and it's not working. Why? Why is it so complicated? It. Why? Why can't they have a bunch of templates just ready to modify, extract audio? It's on the. It's as a service on the MacBooks. Why don't they have it as a service on this thing? So, I don't know. Anyway, I'll have to figure out how to get it done. Whether or not um, the iPad audio is any better than this, uh, good question. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I don't think so. It doesn't sound very good, to tell you the truth. But the iPad speakers also, I would say, aren't very good either. So, I don't know if it's just the recording or if it's the um, the uh, speakers themselves or if it's a combination uh, of all that, but I, I couldn't get it to work, so now I gotta fuff around with um, shifting files around and connecting f- phones to like Androids to computer. Oh, it bothers me. I'd like to have my old phone um, working again, but did not get around to working on that today. So, for those of you who missed yesterday's episode, my phone died on Saturday just before I was about to leave town and go to a wedding, and I decided to uh, go kaput. Now, uh, I did find some other ideas for work, like getting the thing to come back to life, but uh, whether or not they're going to work, I don't know. Uh, I did spend a vast majority of the day, or the vast majority of my free time after work, working on uh, the Maybe Make Your Movie video, so I've got a bunch more uploaded uh, onto YouTube. They will be out on uh, Instagram very soon. Uh, I've got a lot of them done. I just haven't been able to upload them because in there was this one that, that I was working on a couple weeks ago, well, for a couple weeks ago, uh, called the beatboxing one. And I wasn't very happy with how it was looking. And th- this was part of the, the reason why I created, uh, or I started doing this Maybe Make Your Movie video challenge where I make a different video every single day. 
is to not overthink things. And not just overthink things, but also to produce it in such a way that it can just be published as is. Right? So it doesn't require a lot of uh, technical knowledge or work or anything like that. But this one I was sort of fooling around with a little bit. And then it was like, oh my goodness, this is just taking forever. And finally I just say, that's it. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Uh, basically, I didn't like the look of my face. <laughs> I didn't like the look of my face and I didn't like the look of my beard. Because um, I, I recorded it with the idea, I'll just put it up there and let it go. But when I was editing it, I'm like, that's a really, why do I have a big head? Why do I have a very long beard? You know, it kind of kind of stands out sort of thing. So I had to, I want to take measures or take steps to uh, sort of mitigate the immediate impression of the beard. And I'm not sure if I did that very well. If you want to take a look at the video I'm talking about, uh, it's called, uh, is it called Big Beard Beatboxing? I'm not sure. I, I think that was the clever name I came up with, but I'm not sure if I actually named it. It's on, it's day number 12, I think it is. Yeah, it's me beatboxing. Day number 13 is I play in a one-man band, and that one is where, uh, you've heard that track last week, uh, the MP3 was on last Monday's um, uh, podcast show, uh, so that's the, it's the same track, but I created a video for it as well. It's just a little screen grab of uh, uh, the uh, GarageBand file and then me playing along with all these different instruments, which is kind of funny. But I was going to have me all lined up at the bottom playing the instruments, but I was watching five bearded Steves play, and I'm like, this just doesn't look... This looks like this guy's lost his mind. <laughs> so I'm like... Let's not present that idea too much to people. Let them figure that out on their own over time. But uh, let's not give them that first impression sort of thing. Is what basically what usually happens is that people either go, "Oh, look at ZZ Top, <laughs> so funny." ZZ Top being like a, a metal band, if you can call it, like they're a heavy metal band from what 1970s, 1980s, and they all had huge beards. That was their one of their big features, other than the fact that they were, you know, a lot of, they were very famous. I I don't think I can even name a ZZ Top song, to tell you the truth. Um, but every time I I grow up my beard, it, there's there's two analogies. It's it's sort of two likenesses that come up. Uh, people laugh and chuckle. <laughs> you, you look like the guys from ZZ Top, or you look like Rasputin. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Great. And you look like a... Anyway, we'll finish that sentence because can't do that anymore, right? Anyway, so... Got the tracks up there. Uh, and yes, this is part of the reason why I was fussing with this video, beer, Big Beard Beatboxing, because I'm like, I know people are going to make comments about it. I want to mitigate the type of comments that come out, and that way I can sort of anticipate how it could be sort of received, although I'm sure it's going to be skewed and taken apart anyway. Or, even worse, no one's going to watch it. <laughs> Which could happen as well. Uh, if you look at how many views uh, some of these videos have, I mean, we're talking like it's a handful. There's there's two of them that got about 1,800 views. Uh, one of the 2.5D animation clips, uh, actually both of them were. They were both parallax uh, videos, basically. So where I sort of drop them into motion, and with still pictures, I make them move, which is kind of a neat uh, little effect. And I want to get more into, um, so that's something else I haven't been able to do much of, but again, with Maybe you Make Your Movie, they're meant to be uh, video sketches and sort of just trying out uh, different things. So far, I've done a lot of stop motion. Uh, I've done a lot of animation. Uh, and I've also done, this year, I would say I've actually done more soundtracking as well. So uh, you, I used to, in years previous, 
I used to use stock uh, music elements or audio elements from Logic or Final Cut. What would happen is that if I used something from Logic, it would inevitably get flagged by YouTube as a copyright claim. And then I couldn't monetize the video. Now, not, now it's a big issue because I don't have enough subscribers to monetize these videos just yet. But even the idea that it could be flagged by this, I'm going, but I paid for this program. Why is it getting flagged? And it's because some guy, a couple of years ago, when Logic first came out, or the sample packs first came out, created a bunch of tracks and copyrighted them, or at least put in the claim for them as being theirs, as being his work. Now, if that happens, and you are a YouTube producer, creator, uh, content creator, you can actually dispute the claim and point to the uh, the royalty-free rights that you have when you purchase Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro. So you can do that. Same with GarageBand. Same idea. So you, you click the dispute uh, claim. Uh, you actually, even Instagram uh, is just a dispute claim, and you type in, like, app, these are Apple royalty-free tracks. Uh, they shouldn't be flagged. And they will verify that on their own. Usually it comes back clean. Uh, and then also, but on YouTube, I think you actually have to uh, put the link in pointing to where uh, it states that Final Cut and Logic Pro um, libraries are royalty free and you, you don't have to be paying licensing fees for them or anything like that. So, May Make Your Movie continues uh, on YouTube, on Instagram. You can take a look at that uh, under the handle May You Make Your Movie. Final Cut Pro and Logic for the iPad are going to be released today. I was checking earlier uh, Chinese time, and uh, it wasn't they weren't listed just yet. So I guess they're going to be released maybe 9 o'clock Pacific or Eastern time, United States. I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm kind of sorely tempted to buy them because I was thinking, like, if I could have a video editor and music production suite on an iPad... That would be neat. I've talked about how it's a little bit difficult to video edit. The difference with using an Apple-made program is that they're tailored for the Apple products. Final Cut, Motion, Logic, these are all in-house, developed in-house, and so they work with the hardware a lot better than you know the third-party uh, uh, programs such as like CapCut, LumaFusion, uh, Vision, LumaFusion, uh, Adobe for sure, for sure. Uh, Adobe is a code hog, bloated codeware by sure, uh, by far. Um, on the same token, like you can't like, with some of the Apple products, they're, they're not as specialized as some of the third third prod third party products that you can pick up out there. But Final Cut and Logic for iPad, I mean, for hundred bucks total for a year subscription so now the challenge becomes can i make fifty dollars from a video can i make fifty dollars from a music track if i purchase these uh apps or these programs well maybe it is a challenge to be accepted uh, why not can we uh, make a go of it have a go of it anyway see what uh, uh see what happens with it same with uh even like uh, i'm thinking about programs like Pixelmator Pro, which I bought for like 30 bucks last year or something like that. Um, and I've used it, actually I use it quite a bit, so it integrates very well with the other Apple products such as uh, Motion and uh, Final Cut. Uh, but uh, anyway, so the, actually the big thing about uh, Final Cut and Logic 
is that they've embraced the subscription model, which this is what Adobe has made famous. And uh, all the investors are like, oh, look at Adobe's earnings, and oh my goodness, it's great. Yet all the creatives are sitting there going, this is stupid, I hate it, I have to pay for this program. Sure, I get the latest thing all the time, but it's like, back in the day, you would use like the same Photoshop or the same Illustrator for like years. And usually it was cracked. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I know a lot of people were that, that were using crack software because back in the day, Adobe products were super expensive. Now, prices have come down substantially, especially for Apple products. Uh, but even dealing with, like if you were to rent or basically subscribe to the Apple subscription, uh, no, sorry, the Adobe subscription model. Uh, it's like last year, I think I rented uh, After Effects for a month and it cost me $40 or something for the month. Uh, I think it actually ended up costing me two months because I didn't cancel it in time. I can't remember. But if you were to pay the $70 or $80 per month, we're talking like that's $960, about $1,000 per year on software that you don't own. So if you're generating $1,000 of income from this, sure, it's a, it's a tax write-off, great. But then that's another thing that you have to add on to it add on to your internet bill too because if you're dealing with video and music production and graphic work you're going to need a good internet connection too i mean that that's that's neither here nor there because you're let's face it you're going to pay for a good internet connection anyway it's almost like water almost like water not exactly the same but certainly along the lines where um if you had the choice you would probably upgrade your internet connection uh to uh, make sure it flowed a little more smoothly but this was the uh, the criticism of Final Cut Pro and Logic is that Apple has sort of gone the way of the subscription. Whether or not they make any of their other programs available on iPad, don't know. Is video editing heading towards uh, the touchpad in interface? Could be. Is it going to be mixed in with uh, the Metaverse or whatever, the uh, the Apple eyeglasses, whatever they have? Uh, I don't, we're those are years away, man. Five, ten years. I mean, not in the time that we will be as young as we are now. It's not going to happen next year. It's not going to happen in two years. We're talking several more iterations of other social media outlets before that becomes a reality. Xiaomi phones, are they worth it? Or just get an iPhone since I have had no progress on uh, retrieving the data so far, or even working on my cell phone, uh, which died on Saturday was kind of looking at whether or not it would be worth taking the jump into the iPhone arena. And one of the reasons, uh, there's reasons for going both directions. Android, I can take around the world, plug into any computer, and use it like a hard drive. This much is great. iPhones work seamlessly with other Apple products. AirDrop, Bluetooth, you name it. It works. The, the camera is decent enough if you have good lighting, but it's not always the best. You are stuck with the iOS uh, uh, ecosystem and only allowed to download apps from the App Store, whereas on Android, you can usually load in not just the Play Store, but any other APK that you can find uh, online. You can't do that with Apple. So, uh, and sometimes, like, that would be relevant towards, like, if you had certain assisted uh, internet connection devices or if you had other third-party um, APK systems, like, open-source software, if you want to run 
on your Android. Not that you would not. A, there's not a lot to be run anyway uh, in terms of open soft, uh, open open source, because that's typically you're going to run those things on a, on a you know a larger computer screen anyway. And we're, we're talking like uh, talking like VLC uh, or um, you know Blender. You know some some. I'm thinking more along the lines of like graphics programs that would be open source. But uh, the, it's not the same as open source uh, APKs or open source, um, you know, basically apps that are available for cell phones. Anyway, if you're looking for it, Xiaomi phones. My, uh, I can tell you this much: with Xiaomi phones, they are good for the price that you're paying. But keep in mind that if you want the really good Xiaomi phones, they're available in China. They're often not available outside. Uh, and I have found that the Xiaomi phones usually have heating issues. Like the Xiaomi 11 Ultra was hot the entire time. The Wi-Fi died after one year. I never did get it fixed, which may have contributed to it dying this past uh, this past Saturday. That's two years that I've had that phone. That's it. And I'm looking at the price that I paid for that thing and going, I don't like the idea that I shelled out, what was it, like seven or 8,000 renminbi for this, uh, this phone, like $1,200 Canadian for this phone, and it died after two years. That that bothers me. So that's why I'm going to try to work and get this thing going again. But even still, if I got it going, would I be able to trust it? You hear about iPhones. These things last forever. Like iPhone 6, people were still using it a couple of years ago until they basically, they were kind of forced to upgrade uh, for, for any number of reasons. They just It just got, like the programs get bigger and bigger, phones slow down. But the Apple iPhones, the Apple products, the processors are just that much better, that much far ahead than even the best Snapdragon processors that you can get on Android phones. But anyway, so if you uh, are look, are you in the market? Um, yeah, you can try a Xiaomi phone out. You can mod them pretty quickly, pretty easily. iPhones you can't mod as well. You can't uh, modify them. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, newsletter was out uh, sent out this morning. That one is all about uh, whether or not I still have the desire to travel. Have I lost my will to travel? It's a good question. Of it's something that's I've been asking myself. But one of the reasons why I sort of ask myself this question is because I also kind of go, well, what if like I've experienced the life of a traveler, of a backpacker, and of a person who has very little money. Okay. I'm sitting here going, well, why don't I experience life of being settled, you know, of being in one place, having a consistent job, you know, like having that life. Not that I would, I don't want to jinx this either, so pay, 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 pay. But uh, the idea being that I, since I've already experienced that travel lifestyle, I feel no need to really rush back into it, at least the same way that it was before. Now, how can I change it? I mean, I... I don't know, make even more money and stay in nicer hotels. <laughs> but I'll tell you, even even in Hong Kong, staying in a hotel, it was just a little bit more, I guess it'd be appropriate if I had things to do, which I could if I brought work with me. But when I travel and I go stay in hostels, typically what happens is that you start talking to people and you get to know people and you... Um, and, and things like that. So there's sort of a bit more of a community involved rather than staying in a hotel. Hotel, you're very isolationist. <laughs> Whereas in a hostel, you're a little bit more communist. Does that, can you construe the words that way? A bit more communal 
rather than not. But uh, especially, I was looking at the places, like things to do in Poland and Ukraine. I'm kind of going, yeah, I'm just not getting the the the, the age old urge to travel, to tell you the truth. It's not like I really have a dread to travel. That's more of the dread of going back to Canada to sort of deal with some of the things i got to get dealt with already. Uh, but the idea being, you know, Poland, Ukraine is... A, yeah, it'll be a nice time to visit. Don't get me wrong. Poland, Ukraine, they'll look very nice. Uh, it'll be good weather. Uh, so it's... And, you know, I know there's a war going on in Ukraine, uh, but at the same time, it's not going to be in Lviv and it's... The, on the outskirts of Kiev. I mean, if if Kiev got bombed while I was there, yeah, that'd be kind of shocking. Uh, but um, you don't hear of it happening. And this is part of the reason I'd like to go. It's just to see what what is going on, get a sense for it myself. I don't want to just see what is going on in the media. And given the fact that I can and I'm able to travel, I kind of see it as not a duty or an obligation, but as an opportunity. And if I don't take this opportunity, opportunity when will I have it again? Right. On the same token, as an expat with an annual contract, I've talked about this before, the fear, the very real sort of realization that every year the company can and may and reserves the right to cancel or not renew my contract, which means that in October, November, I might have lots of time to travel. (laughs) Just no more income coming in. So one of those things to consider. Different approach to working out. What do you think? Continue Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or should I go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and change up what I do on each of those days? I was thinking about scaling back the amount that I do on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and instead shifting those another day. Now, one of the reasons I did the sort of the big heavy workouts on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, it was sort of a laundry issue. It was sort of an efficiency to tell you the truth, that that way I could do laundry only, you know, three times a week rather than five times a week. Uh, and it's just a little bit more, I guess, efficient. It, it was more, it just worked better that way. But now I'm thinking with all the other, these other projects and the languages I'm studying, next time, if I do encounter this, I might have to change up the sort of scheduling that I have, which I, th- I think I did say. I was like, oh, yeah, I have to schedule, scale back on my workouts. And then I never did. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stevensterski.com. Have a great one. Let me know if I can help out in any way, and we will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.